It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You, and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. Hey world, I have a quick message. It's about safe driving. All right, let's go. Anytime you're driving, have the seatbelt buckle tight, both hands on the wheel and your phone out of sight. When not in your hand trying to text somebody back, because if you do, your car might get smacked. The moral of the story, just put your phone down. The people on the road will stay safe and sound. Put your phone down, put your phone down. People on the road will stay safe and sound. Yeah. <laughs> and now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome to today's show, Gina Gardner and Friends. Once again, I've got a fabulous guest for you, my friend, my good friend, Lizzie Burnsall. Lizzie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Oh, it's just fabulous to have you here. Now, Lizzie and I um, have been friends and she, we have collaborated on a number of products, which you can find on ginagardnerassociates.co.uk and all about leadership in very, very different uh, contexts. But before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about Lizzie. She's a mindset leadership coach, international speaker, author, and a wellbeing resilience and cultural change specialist who supports authentic leaders and ex-military to stand tall, rediscover their voice to own all of who they are so that they can soar. Now, Lizzie, share some of your story because it is quite exceptional. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, yeah, so as you as you heard, I was in the army for 25 years, um, got to quite a senior level and was head of resilience research. And so as part of that, I, I was involved in sort of quite a lot of extraordinary circumstances. Uh, and that actually really set me on the road to supporting people to be the best they can be. Because when you're in Afghanistan, you have to be the best you can be, because if you're not, you're not going to come back. So so on the basis of that, um, you know, I did lots of research to keep the impact of military life. And as a nurse and a midwife with back, as a background, I've always been passionate about giving people a voice. So now I have the privilege to support leaders to be the best they can be, particularly those who are exposed in toxic environments, unfortunately it's far too rife and it can really knock our confidence and resilience. So I help them find their confidence and resilience is already within them. So then they saw. So what a privilege. Isn't it just? And there's so much um, synergy between the work that we do, which is helping people step into their, their yeah. genuine power. Yeah. You know, I think there are several components to being the best version of yourself. But before, you know, I, I chuck mine in, what do you think are the components that make a difference to those people which enables them to soar? I think, well, it's, it's all down to mindset. Everything's down to what's going in our heads. So it's managing your mindset and managing um, what you're thinking, noticing what you're thinking, whether it's empowering or disempowering you. And we all have a choice. Now, even in those darkest moments, we have a choice what we think. So it's noticing it and then making sure it's more empowering. And every second is a choice to change and to move on. I absolutely agree with you. I and mean, 
you know, people say to me, well, I've got no choice. And, and I think of my own circumstances. I didn't have a choice. I had to use a wheelchair. However, I got a huge choice in terms of whether I saw that as a thing of lack or an enabler. And I think people recognising that they have choice, and you know me, I talk about radical responsibility for that choice. It makes a, such a difference in life, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I think, you know, we all have those moments. Uh, we all have, you can't be at the top of your game all the time. So we do have those moments. But for me, the biggest biggest gift is when we own who we are because when we own our authentic self our real self without a shame then we become the best version of us and that is simple because we just show up as us opposed to trying to fit in uh, wanting to belong because belonging is a fundamental need as we know however unfortunately sometimes we want to fit in and when we want to fit in then that we betray who we are. And that's when all the tra trauma starts happening because we try and become what people want us to be rather than who we owning who we are and being our real, real who we really are. I think that is it's so true. Isn't it interesting how that need to belong, which is hot wired from cavemen times, because yeah. if you didn't belong, you didn't yeah. survive that we see the need to please other people, to, uh, to be what they expect us to be. Mm. And my view is that it's all right to compromise, but when you start to compromise your values and who you are, that's when the real trouble starts. Yeah, and it's all being authentic, you know, and it's integrity. You know, integrity is not just, it's doing the right thing, but it's actually being whole and complete in ourselves. And when we start wanting to fit in, or when we want to be liked, and all those things that generally are fundamental needs, we lose who we are, and then we get very much into making ourselves wrong or making other people's wrong or right, and then we are portraying ourselves. It's interesting, isn't it, how this conditioning to do that starts really young. You know, yeah. If I don't make a fuss, I'm a good girl. If I do what everybody else tells me to do, I'm a good girl, I will get praise. And people equate that to love. And I make a huge distinction between unconditional love, I love you, um, but it's not about bartering. I'll love you if you do something or if you don't do something. I'll love you because I love you. And I think so many people are conditioned through love, which is a form of bartering. I'm only going to love you or give you my attention, give you my time if you do this or don't do that. Yeah. And I think what I do with my coaching is I unpick all that stuff. And it's so liberating because what happens is at some point in our life, generally between the ages of six and 10, but sometimes it could be a lot earlier, we start making up these stories that we're not good enough because someone, a significant other, whether it's a parent or a teacher, will just say a live comment that means nothing to them. And as a child, we take that to interpret I can't be good enough because if I was good enough, you wouldn't say that. Or I don't deserve things. Or suddenly we stop trusting ourselves and we search for it, for everyone else for validation. And it's simply because we don't trust ourselves. I find it fascinating. If you look at very small children, yeah, they want to walk. They don't care whether they're 
bottom looks big in their nappy or whether they look silly when they fall flat on their face. They just have an absolute faith that they, if they keep going, they're going to walk. And somewhere between that toddler stage, and for some it's very quick after that, others it takes perhaps till teenagers, there these doubts creep yeah. in. Now we're gonna to go to a quick break. When we come back, I'd like to explore with you the theme of courage. And I'd like you to share the story that you shared in um, uh, when you were doing a, um, a motivational speech um, around courage, because I just think it's so powerful. So don't go away. When we come back, Liz is going to share an amazing story with you. With the timeless protection of ADT, it's safe to say. Hey, Google, unlock the front door. When you've helped save more lives than any other home security brand, it's safe to say there's a reason millions of people trust ADT to help protect what matters most. So what is love? Love is being independent. Love is dancing. A Shriners Hospital for Children. Love is a new smile. At Shriners Hospitals for Children, love is caring for a child regardless of the family's ability to pay. If you know a child we can help, visit ShrinersHospitalsForChildren.org. Parents, did you know we all hold the key to raising confident, caring children? All we have to do is unlock the power of praise. Catching kids being good is at the heart of every parenting strategy you'll find at boystown.org parenting. Whether you're a parent, grandparent, or guardian of a toddler, teen, or someone in between, we've got parenting guides, articles, videos, quick tips, and even live parent talks on Facebook with Boys Town experts. So we're constantly investing in praising children and finding those opportunities. And it really helps them to have that self-affirmation and that positive thinking. And then that really reduces their negative behavior. The answer to discipline is praise. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> Who would have thought it? Visit boystown.org praise to receive your 10 ways to praise magnet. It's a great reminder to catch them being good. And the great parenting advice is just a click away. Welcome back. Now, Lizzie, come on, share that story, because I think it's just so powerful. Um, yeah, I think just before we go into the story, I think it's just having a think about what courage is to me. So courage to me doesn't mean to say you've got to do something heroic. Courage to me means that you can't guarantee the outcome. Okay. So it could be courage just saying to someone, how are you, when you don't know what they're going to say. So it doesn't, before we get into my story, I don't think, you know, think we can so get caught up in, has to be massive. However, the story I think you probably want me to share, was it going to the plane to Afghanistan? Yeah. Yes, yeah. So before you do it, I think you've made a really, really important point. Yeah. You know, the courage to get up every day and keep going, or to say no when it's uncomfortable in that day-to-day, -day, that is just as important. But I think the story I'm asking you to share just exemplifies so many things around courage, and we'll explore that once you've told it. Yeah, yeah. So yes, as I said before, I was in the army, and in 2012, I went to Afghanistan. Now, when I stepped off the tarmac at the time, I didn't know if I was ever gonna see my family and my daughter again, because you never know whether you're gonna come back. However, you know, obviously clearly I did, so it was great. But what, what really highlighted to me what courage was, was the pilot that took us out there. So 
we were we flew on and you always fly in at the depth of night because we were under attack all the time so therefore you always fly under darkness because it's marginally safer so um the pilot we were coming into land and because generally we're under attack we had to get in the brace position or we had our body helmet body helmet on our body armor on literally get in the brace position and at that point I thought oh my goodness this is for real here and over the tannoy came the pilot saying don't worry we're not going to land quite yet we've got to do another loop because and it sounded like thunder so I thought we were in thunder he said we're just being attacked but don't worry I've done this so many times before so we realized that actually the thunder wasn't thunder it was being hit yeah gunfire and he was so calm and just gave us all confidence if anyone could get us down he would get us down and so we did one more loop and yes you know about 20 minutes later we landed now to me that was courage because we all only had to do it once you know okay we had got to Afghanistan it wasn't a great place but learned a huge amount and hopefully made a difference but to me that was courage because he was doing that four five six times a week knowing that every flight could be his last and yet he did it anyway and the other thing which was extraordinary at the time was um, soldiers going out on patrol every day knowing that at the time it was a very very difficult time in Afghanistan at the time one in six soldiers would not come back at the end of that day and yet every single day they went out because they knew that was not going to be them and to me that is true courage that you do it no matter what no matter what the risk is you just do it because the purpose and why you're doing it is way more important than what the outcome could be. They just wanted to make a difference, even if they didn't come back at the end of the day. Isn't it interesting that that, that wanting to make a difference allows so many people to put the most amazing things to one side? Mm. You know, I was watching the television a, a few days ago and there was a parent of a, of a child who had committed suicide and that, is unimaginable for most parents how, that you lose a child through through suicide. But I watched as they um, they talked about the fact that they had started a, a charity which had grown hugely to provide support not only for those who were desperate and facing suicide, but for their families supporting them um, on their journey and supporting families where they had taken the ultimate act and they had taken their own lives. And it really struck me that through their huge grief and the negativity, they'd found the strength and the courage mm. to find a way forward and to make something positive out of something that would just, was hugely awful. Mm. Which brings us back to the beginning about choice. Yes. Yeah, we have a choice how we react to anything in our life. And I think, the you know, it's classically, you know, somebody's made redundant, for example, they can choose that as the end of their life because they feel they've been thrown on the rubbish heap or they can turn it round and say, wow, this is a fantastic opportunity. How, I'm, how am I going to break this opportunity? Maybe I'm going to start my business I've always wanted to do or do something that really, really excites them. So everything, everything is how we approach it. 
And, you know, I think that in every challenge, there is a huge gift. And I'm reminded of clients I've worked with who've been made redundant, who when they first come, it's the end of the world and they feel that they've been rejected and that they're no good, who as they go through the process and they discover what they want to do and they are successful in that, they look back and they'll often say, it was the best thing that could ever happen to me yeah. because it gave me the kick, the push to do something that I'd been too fearful about. Yeah. And I always think every challenge is a learning opportunity. That is absolutely my mantra. And to me, there is absolutely nothing. Failure doesn't exist. Failure is purely feedback. It just didn't work quite as you expected that time. But the feedback you get in those situations is absolute gold. It, it's true. And you think about it. When the, everything goes to plan, you're very happy and you, know, you can celebrate the success, but you don't learn half as much as when things go a bit wonky do you absolutely in fact you know you, you just take it for granted and so I think you know for me when things don't go well it might not be pleasant at the time but going in with that mindset okay what am I learning here what am I learning here what am I learning here and then you know then you get through it because you because you're learning you, you get that growth mindset of of empowerment thinking right okay this this is obviously happening for a reason and it brings up the trust as well. I'm trusting that everything is as it's meant to be, even if I don't like it, even if I don't want it, clearly it's just meant to be like this right now. And I take that one step further. If it's meant to be, let's be curious about how I can make the most of this situation, how I can grow, how I can use that, that feedback from the failure in order to become a better version of me. Yeah, so I'm saying no, no victims allowed. I wasn't meaning in terms no, of- No, I know you weren't. I'm just in terms of- Yeah, exactly. Just to clarify that to the listener. So when I'm saying just like, it's not like hands up, I would surrender. It's actually, I trust that this is all meant to happen in this order for me right now, because that just takes away so much of that pain that you could be feeling about why me and why is this happening? What have I done wrong? And all that negativity, disempowering language in our head and out loud. It's true. I think that we are all the author of our own life story. And why, if you're writing the book, why would you give yourself a part of a victim or a villain or somebody who's going to you know, have... Uh, no control over their life you know why not make yourself the hero or heroine except sometimes I think I mean I you know totally up front I've been a victim in my life and I didn't even realize it so sometimes we don't even realize that we're being victim uh, but as soon as we do then that's when we really have a choice and it's once you once you acknowledge that then you catch it quickly and think yes okay oh right regroup Awareness has to be the first stage because most people move through life in an unconscious state, a habitual state, don't they? Yeah. We're going to go to a second break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you about how, why it is you think that people um, will have their boiler serviced very easily or their car serviced. Why are people so resistant to actually investing in help to... Uh, enable them to move forward. So don't go away. We'll see you in a minute. As an Olympic athlete, I prepare for everything. So when I became pregnant, I thought I was ready. 
but at 32 weeks, I was diagnosed with severe preeclampsia and had an emergency C-section. Looking back, had I known the warning signs, I would have talked to my doctor sooner. Too many women die of pregnancy-related complications, and most are preventable. If you or someone you know is pregnant or recently had a baby, learn the warning signs. It could help save her life. Hear her. Take a step toward bringing our country and community together. Start a meaningful conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. So Lizzie, we're both coaches. We're yeah. both trainers. We both work with help and help people become empowered and enlightened. Yes. And get great results. Mm. And I know we both have a, a mission to help more people. But I find it fascinating that many people will struggle and will um, will really stay within that cycle of, of things going wrong and being unhappy and dissatisfied, but sort of stay in that holding pattern rather than asking for help. Have you got any idea why that is? I think, well, lack of awareness for a start. I think not realizing that not realizing they are in control and realizing they have a choice. I think, you know, my mission also, apart from getting rid of toxicity in the workplace, is that self-development becomes just as important as Wi-Fi and electricity. Because how can we progress unless we take ourselves on? And I think that is why very few people, not very few people, let not everyone takes themselves on because they they have this assumption, A, they might be too busy to even think about that, but also there is the assumption that it has to be painful and it doesn't have to be painful. It's just having conversations. And it's, we don't know the blind spots clearly because they're blind spots until we have a conversation. And then once we find those blind spots, suddenly our life just makes sense. And I talk about, you know, water over a mosaic. Think, oh my goodness, that's why I did that then. And that's why that happened then. And that's why I behave like that there. And suddenly it's like a jigsaw puzzle that's clear. Yeah. And then we can move, really move fast because suddenly we notice it and therefore we don't need to do that behavior or that action or whatever it is that didn't serve us again. Yeah. I find it really interesting that so many people's present, that present moment, which is all we have, let's face it, is governed by looking back and wishing the past had been different, regretting something, holding on to grudges, um, which serve to give you the poison rather than the person who's hurt you or they are anticipating and anxious about the future and in doing so the present moment gets lost in all of that anxiety and and angst and it you know we only do have this moment we can't affect the past we can learn from it but we can't affect it and the future may not happen as we think it's going to and I would say it never does, to be honest. I don't think anyone, you might plan how your future is going to be, but I don't know anyone that actually would say absolutely exactly how they planned it. So, yeah, I think there there is only the present, but I'm, I think it's, it is difficult. I'm not saying difficult as in challenging, but you, you, ha you ironically you have to be present that you are in the present. And most, a lot of, it's so easy not to be present in the present. Because unless you unpick some of your past, your past, it's like you're carrying it on your back all the time. Yeah. And so how you're thinking and how you're behaving is from experience from the past. 
So we're not saying cut off that experience. It's just having it, putting it in its place so that then we can move on to the future and enjoy the present. And ironically, we have to, we have to, so many people find that they feel they need, they need to deserve the present, which is bizarre because the present, as you say, is all we have. And you have to own that and realise when your past is actually having an impact on it. I find it fascinating how often people repeat patterns of behaviour that consistently take them back. And that's particularly true of relationships. You know, it's one toxic relationship after another. You talked about toxicity toxicity in the workplace but it there's plenty of toxicity within personal relationships too and that they don't recognize that they're the common denominator what is it that I am doing or taking into that situation each time which is resulting in life being so challenging and what is it I can do differently so that I don't repeat the patterns of before I think also it's deeper than that as well. It's your beliefs from childhood generally that often um, you have, you, it's learnt behaviour from childhood that you don't even realise you're learning. Yes. So it's very powerful, exactly, isn't it? Exactly. So it's un- unconscious conditioning rather than, because if we had a choice, no one would want to be divorced. No one would want to have broken relationships. It, it's a pattern that becomes so embedded until you have that conversation and realise actually you can break that pattern. Yeah. You know, it's Einstein. One of my favourite quotes of all time is, if you always do what you've always done, then you'll always get what you've always done. And he talks about the uh, the definition of madness is to keep doing the same things and expect a different result. But we do it harder and we do it longer and we do it louder. but breaking that pattern, and I think that for me, that's that's a big part of what we do, is that we hold up the mirror and say, do you recognise this is a pattern? And you now have a choice. You can continue with that, or there are other ways to do it. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So, Lizzie, where can people get hold of you? Yeah, on my website, which is RY Potential, which is my business. I'm a, a very active on LinkedIn, so Lizzie Burnthal. Uh, Facebook a little bit but not as often but yeah just google my name and then then it will come up hopefully brilliant um genuinely you is very pleased to be uh, an active member of b1g1 buy one give one and it's an interesting organization there are two um parts to it one uh separate charity raises the money for the administration so that any money that goes through b1g1 goes directly to the projects which are very well vetted and we always uh donate on behalf of our guests to one project or another and so the projects at the moment are clean water education feeding the hungry or supporting children in the Ukraine. I'd have to go for Ukraine at the moment. Yeah, there's some yeah. very yeah. difficult things going on there, are there not? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So as we finish off, what for you would be, let's say, three things that you say that you would advise people who are listening that can do that's going to make a difference? to them on their day in their day-to-day life the first thing is 
acknowledgement you are whole and complete. There is nothing broken at all. So sometimes we think we are, but are actually not. Secondly, we have all the confidence and resilience we need already. So sometimes it's just having a conversation. But a practical tip is to notice what your body's doing. Because when we're feeling confident, we naturally, like Superman, Superwoman, you know, we're up front, we're empowered body stance. And when we're feeling low, fed up, depressed, whatever, negative emotions, we tend to sort of like close up. It's it's sort of a closed position. So simply noticing what your body's doing can actually make a massive difference to how you feel. So we can tell somebody walking on the street if they're having a great day, confident, empowered, or they're having a really rubbish day. So that's my biggest tip to start with is just notice what your body's doing. Your physiology is the first stop, isn't it? It's very quick. Um, And then you can start to deal with some of the other things. Lizzie, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. As always, great to talk to you. We could talk forever. Um, It's been a, a huge pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. It's always a joy. Thank you so much, Gina. And thank you for listening. If you are listening to the show, please do let people know about it. Um, Every hundred people who listen to the show, we give a free meal to those who have not got enough to eat. If you're interested in uh, finding out more about what I do, then go to genuinely-u.com and you can email me at gina at genuinely-u.com. Love to hear what you think. And if you've got any questions or themes that you'd like us to cover in future shows, then please do so. Take care and we'll see you on the next show. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.